You're listening to the God, God Life Culture, Culture Podcast, Podcast, where faith and what's trending collide. Welcome, welcome back to the latest episode of the God Life Culture Podcast. This is Eddie. What's up, everyone? This is Miguel, and we are so excited that you are tuned in for another episode of the God Life Culture Podcast. We want you to take this moment right now to hit that subscribe button so you can be notified every time we drop a new episode. We are super excited that you are listening today, that you are joining us on this podcast journey, and um, we're just super grateful that you chose to listen to us today eddie how are you feeling today today is always a good day like i love to say you know when you think about your day in general you can pick 43 things to complain about you can talk about all the things that went wrong or didn't go as you planned but when you take a moment just to be like man i made it to this minute I made it to this hour. That alone is good enough to be like, I had a good day. And on top of the fact that we have three special guests with us today, which is the first time that we have three people on the pod at the same time. Um, You know, it's something definitely exciting and that we're looking forward to jump right into yeah i mean we normally have you know a guest that will come and be a part of the podcast but today we have three special guests with us and um they are a part of the group thrive worship and we are so excited that they will be with us today yeah so with that being said we want to welcome to the god life culture podcast we have today with us peter Taylor and Charmaine, I think she joined us already, uh, that are with us. So, guys, can you just say hi to our listeners? What's up, everybody? How's it going? (laughs) Hi, Hi, Charmaine. Thank you for joining us. You know, one of the things about um, the age of technology is that although technology is awesome and it definitely gives us the ability to be more accessible with each other, at times there are technical difficulties and stuff that does happen. Uh, But we're glad that the three of you were able to join us. Um, And, you know, one of the things that we want to do, just so that our listeners can get familiar uh, with your voices, because like we said, it's the first time we have three people um, on the pod with us. We would like to take a moment to have each one of you introduce yourself, uh, you know, share with us your role in Thrive Worship. Um, And then also, if you remember, because I feel like I'm giving you three things to do at the same time, um, I want you to just speak a little bit on what the phrase let's have church means to you uh so you'll say your name you'll say your role in thrive worship and what the phrase uh and the theme let's have church means to you so with that let's start off with peter hey hey everybody this is peter burton and i am just one of the core members of thrive worship um one of the lead vocalists along with many others uh play for guitar and i help write uh songs with the team um, been a been a part of Thrive Worship since the very beginning, and uh, it's been an incredible, incredible journey. So stoked to be with you guys today, along with my other friends. Um, what does Let's Have Church mean to me? It's all about a party for me, man. <laughs> um, you know, uh, that song and this project have just a very special place in in my heart and in my life and i just think that there is power when the people of god get together to praise and so it's a praise party man come on let's have church (laughs) 
Awesome. Uh, Charmaine, same question to you. Can you please introduce yourself um, and just talk a little bit of what Let's Have Church means to you? Yeah. <coughs> Sorry. I <laughs> 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 <need> to cough. <coughs> and if anyone was, you know, I was the one that had technical difficulties. Um, <laughs> I love this day and age with technology and everything, but oh my goodness, it doesn't, it's not, it doesn't bode well for people like me. Um, <laughs> but it's great to be here. And I, um, I'm Charmaine. I actually co-lead with Peter at our adventure campus. And I, um, I'm a part of the Global Thrive team as well. And Let's Have Church is like an invitation to be everything for me that that God has in store for us, like that God originally had planned, meaning a hope, celebration, a place where we can meet to rejoice, to learn, to um, encourage one another, like let's have that sort of church. Awesome. Now, Taylor, that's it's all up to you now. Let's wrap it up. Introduce yourself and share with us what Let's Have Church means to you. Amazing. Yeah, we'll bring it home here. Uh, yeah. <laughs> hey, so glad to be joining you guys. My name is Taylor Gall, and I am one of the worship pastors at our Granite Bay campus here back home and been a part of Drive Worship for a little bit here. But uh, yeah, Let's Have Church. I think one, one of the things we were just kind of thinking about and we feel like God put on our hearts with this project is just that uh it's a simple truth that where the spirit of the lord is there is freedom and anything can happen and we see that all throughout scripture but just you know coming out of the the covid age back to gathering together in our building man you just can't replace you can't synthesize what happens when you know god's people gather and worship and so that's what we wanted to capture with this project and we're pretty excited about um what what happened that night and what's been going going on through this project so Awesome. Yeah, we want to get into that project. You guys um, have released, um, you know, in the month of September, your EP, Let's Have Church. And um, it's an awesome um, project of, you know, six songs that definitely um, move the listener, right, to want to have church, want to get to church. And it's just an amazing project. And before we get into it, we want to first, um, you know, ask who is Thrive Worship and how did this group come to be? So, Peter, can you tell us a little bit um, about the genesis of Thrive Worship? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so... Gosh, I can't even remember how many years ago now, but um, I want to say probably at least five years ago, um, Taylor, myself, uh, a guy named Corbin Phillips and Charmaine um, and a few other team members, um, you know, we're all a part of a, a church called Bayside Church in the Sacramento area out here in California. And really, uh, long story short, um, we were just excited to see what God was doing through the songwriting in our church. And we wanted to write songs that were just connecting with our local church from stories from uh, people in the congregation and what we felt like God was putting on our hearts that our people needed to be singing. And really from that, um, just kind of formed a, um, a relationship with Integrity Music. Um, we've also been really mentored by Lincoln Brewster, who's one of our worship pastors out here. And kind of through those relationships, we started to go, man, it'd be cool to take this outside the walls of our church and um, just felt like God was stirring that in us. And so we, we 
partnered with Integrity Music and released our first project, which was called A Thousand More. Um, and that was uh, super fun and really uh, an experience where we learned a lot about who we were as an artist versus just a worship band. Um, and I really feel like as we now have come to this new EP, Let's Have Church, it's really um, kind of helped define what you would typically see on a weekend service if you were to go to any of our campuses. So we're a multi-site church. We have a bunch of different campuses and we all are worship pastors at the different campuses. And so really all Thrive Worship is, is it's just an overflow of what God is doing through the worship ministry at Bayside Church and all the worship pastors and the team there. So that's kind of a word vomit uh, of (laughs) who we are and what we do. So. Yeah, yeah, awesome. And it's very evident. I mean, looking at your videos and seeing, um, you know, the live performances and the worship that you guys present that, you know, this is not just, um, you know, just individuals coming together to worship and that's it. It seems like you guys really are a worship family, right? And that's what you call yourselves, a worship family. Um, and I love how you embody this approach to worship and to the church. You you say this, your approach to worship is a church for people who don't like the church. And you do this through songs and through worship. So Taylor, I want to ask you if you can just tell us a little bit more about this approach and the heart behind it. Yeah, I mean, I think originally this comes from our our senior founding pastor, Ray Johnson, and, and, you know, his vision was just to create a space and a church for people that they could feel comfortable to invite their friends, um, invite their coworkers without it being something that they felt intimidated to step in to, you know, the four four walls of a church. And I think with what we what we hope to do, what, you know, what our heart is to do is to create an experience that both the believer and the non-believer can step in and feel like they belong um, and yet experience God's presence in, in just a, a powerful and tangible way. I feel like that's what, uh, it, whether you like church or you don't like church, we, we all need Jesus, right? And so I think for us, it's how do we how do we bridge that gap of creating an experience that, like I said, is accessible um, and is uh, non-intimidating to step into and yet powerful and, and to, you know, try to access that depth so I feel like, you know, we, it, with that, we try to hit, uh, you know, a bit, a bit of, uh, a couple of different demographics, but it's been really special to see. And, and I feel like that's one of the things that, uh, is different about this Let's Have Church project too, is, you know, we have songs that might feel a bit more like a traditional worship song. And then I think we have sections of some of these songs that are like, that are like testimonies, um, mm-hmm. that are even speaking to the non-believer. And so I think it's been cool to see what, uh, you know, what we've been able to tap into just kind of going at uh, that mindset. Yeah, you know, I think that it's very evident. And I love that, that like you said, like the, some of the songs may be like just regular quote unquote worship songs and other songs, you know, you could hear the testimonies uh, behind it that are our impact um, to people that may be listening that are not that are not believers um, at the moment that they're listening to it and being a live recording. I always have this thing where I love live recordings because I feel that, you know, you're giving a room that sometimes maybe in a studio version, it's not the same thing. Uh, but in live recording, it allows more freedom sometimes, uh, not only for the people that are singing and that are playing, but also the people that find themselves there in the moment. Uh, because with live recordings, you have people in the congregation uh, that are partaking um, in those moments as well. You know, And I think that it also brings 
it creates an opportunity for something memorable to happen. You know, so, you know, I asked Charmaine, you know, when you think about the night with when you guys were recording, let's have church, you know, what is it that jumps back at you as something that is like, man, I will never forget that moment. I mean, uh, wow. <laughs> there's, there was a lot of, there was a lot of little moments. <laughs> I, um, I think it was, I think it was people's reaction. Mm. Um, a lot of them hadn't, uh, it was half and half. Like our church has heard our, our songs and we, we, we definitely like to kind of trial and error them, uh, before we put them on an album just to see how, you know, if this is something truly that the church is resonating with. Mm -hmm. Um, so a lot of them knew it, but it, it was also like the spirit of just being in a room together and, and being ready for and expectant for whatever God had for them. Yeah. Felt like everyone was ready. And yeah. I don't think I've, I've felt that sort of in kind of intense intention, you know, <laughs> from a body of people, um, in a long while. And, and obviously it's because, you know, we're coming out of pandemic season, as Taylor was saying, like, you know, I think people are ready to get back into, um, the pandemic pushed people to the point where it's like you either press in further, you know, um, or, or maybe you stay out. But every person that was there was ready to press in further. And awesome. um, and that was really cool to experience. Yeah. You know, and, and Taylor, I asked you the same question as well. Is there a moment that that night where you'll be like, man, I will never forget that either? Yeah. I mean, I, I can remember the, the whole night. I. You know, Charmaine hit on that so well. I think there's something special that happens when we gather with expectation mm -hmm. and expectation of what God wants to do. And I feel like that was a night where I really feel like our team was like, hey, we're going to record this. But more than anything, we feel like we just need to give God glory and our mm -hmm. church needs to gather together. And so it, it was it was such a special occasion. But I do remember when we sang Pour Your Spirit Out and and just after that, we we had a moment where our team kind of just created a prayer moment for our church. And uh, and it was just it was a really cool moment of just kind of getting to connect and bridge the gap of of stage and, you know, congregation and just go, what do we what do we want to see in our church? And just this prayer for revival, this prayer for healing, this prayer for salvation. And I think just kind of getting to sit in the after aftermath of that and hear some of the you know, just some of the, the conversations that were had about, man, I've never, I've never been in a room that has felt like that. Something felt special, something felt different about tonight. Like Charmaine said, it was just this sense of, of hunger that I think, you know, I've, I've been at Bayside for 20 plus years now. And I think just to go, I've, I feel like our church is hungrier than ever for the presence of God and for, for revival and what, what God wants to do. And so I think that night felt like an encapsulation of what so many people were feeling uh, throughout this entire kind of season for our church. So it, it was definitely really special. I'll never forget it. Yeah, I love that. I mean, and like I said, it's super evident in the videos, in the visuals and everything that we see. And, you know, one thing, you know, in, in everything that you were speaking of and Charmaine as well, of just like being in the moment and, and seeing the people and how hungry they were and how ready they were to just worship and give God their best. You know, moments like these and events like these just don't happen, right? There's planning, there's preparation, right? Um, You know, the people that attend these events, the congregation or the audience, you know, they see the final product, you know, even us as we watch online and we see the videos and engage with the album, you know, we're seeing the final product. 
we're not really seeing the preparation. We're not really seeing, you know, the 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 struggles and the heartaches and and you know the the things you must overcome when putting together a project on this level. So Peter, I ask you, you know, what did that preparation look like? You know, before you got to the stage, before you got to, you know, the LED screens and the people with hands lifted, what was the preparation like for Thrive Worship? Yeah, you know, we have a massive team out here and um there are so many people that put in like you said so much work uh, on the production end on the the songwriting end in the studio and then just the logistical end of making you know a live event happen luckily because we're a church and we do this pretty much every weekend it wasn't like the live recording required you know, the event itself, it was, we wanted to really capture something that was organic, like a real church service. So it actually was a church service that we recorded, Mm -hmm. but logistically on the back end to get there with this particular project. I mean, it started years ago with the songs. We, we like to often talk about like, you have to have the songs first before, you know, everything else follows that. If you don't have the songs, then what, what are you doing? So Really, it started uh, with Holy Moment was the first song of this project from years ago that Taylor and Corbin had written this bridge uh, to Holy Moment, the Let Revival Start Right Now. Uh, That whole piece was written so long ago, and it was played in our church for a few years. Um, And it really, I think, was kind of the beginning of stirring that vibe into what Charmaine and Taylor were just talking about that, that the live recording had. And so it's funny to think about how far back that began. And then from there, the writing process, you know, took a few years and gosh, we wrote probably at least 40 songs for this project and then whittled it down to the ones that are on it. Um, And so I think, you know, the majority of the preparation goes into just getting the right songs. Mm -hmm. And then from there, you know, you've got all the logistical things. Okay, we got to get in the studio. We got to get, you know, the production of each song going. We've got to, you know, make it work in a live setting. We got to choose whose voice is going to fit, whose voice is going to, you know, fit which particular song all of that you know we have such such a massive group of people that's a part of this and so everyone plays their part and we've got a ton of guys that work really hard in the studio you know it's not all done you know maybe in like a traditional nashville style where you've got like one producer who just does it and then you know people come in and sing like our team collaborates like crazy and i think that's one of the really cool things about this project is it's the collaboration that's behind it. So we've got multiple guys that are producing tracks, multiple guys writing guitar parts, key parts, you know, uh, multiple writers on every song and the team just comes together and makes it happen. And this project was actually rushed um, quite a bit faster than what we would typically do. You know, we're planning on releasing a full length this spring and, um, you know, we're already in the process of that this ep wasn't decided on until i didn't tell me if i remember i think it was like june when we decided 
this was going to happen or something like that. Yeah, maybe, maybe July. Maybe July even. <laughs> I mean, you guys, this this turnaround was like a wow. month and a half work uh, worth of time to do all the work in. Now, the songs were there, mm-hmm. but all the production, all the pre-production, everything had to go in um, within about, yeah, I want to say, you know, it felt like about 30 days. Uh, and we were hustling. Um studio uh time was at an all-time high and then you know all the logistics of getting people to you know be a part of the event and fill the room wasn't as hard because it was a church service so we lucked out in that but then afterwards you've got all the post-production you've got all of the mixing and mastering and we were rushing but you know it 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 all turned out and we're super super thankful for it so yeah, yeah, you should definitely be proud of of all the work um, that goes into it. Because like you said, even though that the last couple of months has been like a rush and a lot of, you know, getting things together um, for the finished product, it's also been something that you guys have been working on way before that um, as well. And the other day I was listening, I had listened to the album already. Then I was playing it back for my wife on one of our car rides. Um, and when the track, I'm so glad I met Jesus came on, you know, it was like one of those songs that she was like, wait, 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 put the volume up. I really want to listen to this. Um, and you know, she was really blessed by it. And I think, you know, listening to the song and then her reaction, the conversation that we had in reference to the song as well, you know, I really think that what really like touched her about the song was that it causes you to have like a moment of reflection, um, you know, to reflect back on life, to think about even the moment in which you accept Jesus as your savior and how that all has played out in your life ever since you made that decision. Um, you know, so like Taylor, I'll ask you, you know, do was that the intention behind the song to begin with, to have the listener like take a step back and look at their life and how that decision of accepting Christ impacted them? Yeah. Well, well, first of all, thank you. I, I mean, you guys are so kind and I'm, I'm glad it, it was a blessing to you. I think, you know, that was exactly the heart in writing it. I remember we were on a, we were on a trip with some of the team, uh, just to, just to write. And I was driving to the session with my wife, Chloe, who's a part of Thrive worship as well. And we were just, we were just kind of talking about, uh, just God's faithfulness. We've been married seven, actually celebrated our seventh anniversary yesterday. Awesome. Congratulations. Uh, Thank you. We have two kids uh, and, you know, just we're just kind of reflecting on God's faithfulness and uh, just one of those moments where you're just like, man, God has been so good and there's been so much, so much hard. But at the end of the day, I can't look back and not just be glad that I have navigated this whole journey with Jesus rather than in my own strength. And I think, you know, the the Bible has that verse that that says, uh, you know, restore to me the joy of my salvation. And I think you know, we can overcomplicate what it means to follow follow Jesus. We can overcomplicate church. We can overcomplicate worship and, and ministry and recording and all these different things. But at the end of the day, I think when we get back to that point of just going, I remember who I was before and I know who I am now and I, I might not be exactly where I want to be, but I'm so much better with Jesus. I, I think that there's something uh, just powerful in just kind of getting back to that, that simple like, man, just to know Jesus and to really know him changes everything. And I think that was our heart is like, A, to remind the believer, yeah, you know, of that, that simple but profound truth. But then I think also to go like, you know, I, when we were writing a lot of these songs, like, um, you know, pour your spirit out for sure. I'm so glad I met Jesus. I have so many friends and family that, that aren't walking with the Lord. And I think just to go like, what is 
what is God's heart for them? What's my heart for them? And, and there's a line in that song that's like, don't you know that he loves you? He wants, he's knocking at your door. And just to go, man, what, what we have in Jesus and what we all get to experience is available. And I think that's one of the things that I've just, you know, I I pray and I hope that those that listen to this album can feel is a, to be reminded of that truth. But then, man, if you, if you haven't experienced that, I, I am, I'm nothing without Jesus and I'm, I'm so glad. So I think that was, that was a little bit of the heart behind it. But yeah, I I appreciate that. Thank you, man. No, yeah. And it's very evident too. And I think that when we speak about milestones in life, like you just said, you know, you're, you're, um, had your seventh year anniversary. You have two kids. Funny enough, I also, uh, my wife and I celebrate our seven year anniversary in April. We also have two kids as well. And which each one of those milestones, whether it is when you get married, you know, your perspective on God's love shifts and changes a little bit. Once you have kids, your perspective on what God's love is towards us also shifts and changes a little bit uh, more. Um, and I was looking at Peter's page, um, his Instagram page, and there was this video recently that he had posted. Um, it seemed I'm setting up the, the scenario one way, Peter, you correct me if it's if it's not the right way. Uh, but it seemed like it was your first day back leading worship after your wife and, and, and you welcomed your daughter over the summer. And you were speaking about how, you know, having your daughter has shifted your perspective on what God's love for us looks like. Um, so can you share a little bit about that with us? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. If you ask me to share about my daughter, just get ready for me to talk for hours <laughs> upon hours. <clears throat> um, yeah, you know, <clears throat> it's been crazy. And, and uh, I'm sure people who follow Thrive Worship realize this, but maybe people who aren't super familiar maybe not know this. I actually, um, actually had to miss the live recording night because my daughter was about to be born uh, and we were, just weren't sure when that was going to happen. So um, I... Uh, uh, my whole world lately has been um, super focused on my family, which has been awesome. And um, I'm a big, big believer that, you know, family comes first before everything and any type of ministry or artistry that anyone who's listening to this podcast is involved in. Just remember, um, family family is so, so important. And God has been teaching me so much about himself through the eyes of my daughter, um, so if you're asking me to share kind of that story, yeah, it was my first weekend back at church and I was sharing about how, um, you know, anyone, I guess, who, who's had a child, I think can really relate to this, but I really feel like God's love has kind of come alive to me in a new way. Um, just seeing, um, my daughter, I, I, I've realized, you know, like, gosh, I would do anything for her and the love the level of love I have for her is just infinite. And, um, a friend of mine told me, uh, can you imagine that God actually loves your daughter more than you? And I was like, at first I was like, no way, (laughs) you know, and I'm like, Oh wait. Yeah. That's of course that's true. But also like, that's the way God feels about me. And it was really funny because the Saturday before that church service, my daughter had like spit up on me like the biggest amount of spit up I've ever seen in my life. I mean, I was covered. And so it was really funny. I had my wife take a photo of it. And I just had this realization that like, you know what? There's kind of a, a funny little uh, imagery in this of like, there's days when my daughter looks like a most perfect little angel. And then there's days where she's just spitting up all over her life. And it, it doesn't change how much I love her. And then I just thought, that's kind of like all of us, you know? There's days when we're at our best and uh, then there's days when we're, 
you know, kind of spitting up all over our life and, and screwing things up, but it doesn't change the way God loves us. And I feel like being in ministry for so long and growing up as a Christian, it was like in the last month of my life, I've, I feel kind of funny saying it, but I've like finally started to grasp the love of God uh, for me personally. So it's yeah. been really cool and, and, a, and a really fun journey and, and really inspiring. Um, so I'll stop now. Or <laughs> no, up. thank you for sharing. And I, and, and I definitely join in the sentiment, you know, when it comes to my boys and me just speaking about them, I can go on and on and on uh, speaking about them and, you know, what God has done through them and what God has done through to me through them as well you know it, it's just it's a beautiful thing uh to be able to like reminisce on and to speak on you know like Charmaine I, I if I'm not mistaken you're also a mom and a wife um and I think that you know like I said before like as we reach these different milestones and we grow in the Lord you know I think that especially with our like even in our writing and even in our worship we see how those different chapters in our life also affect those areas in our life uh you know for the positive uh, so Charmaine when it comes to you as being a mom and being a wife and you know being part of thrive you know how do you see those two lanes intertwining and also you know how does it affect you and push you maybe even more when it comes moments of worship oh man um i think there there are moments in your single life where you know things in theory right um but it's it's not until you actually experience it that you that you, you grasp, you have to walk through it to truly understand it. And so, you know, marriage hits and, and I think I, I feel like I'm understanding a deeper love um, for my spouse, my husband Cameron, and, and we're walking through it and then we decide to have a kid. And, and in all of that, like it, it was probably the biggest game changer ever um, because I, I thought I knew what love was, you know, and then I had my son and, and he wrecked us. <laughs> he, <laughs> he taught us what it really meant to, to love. And there's no question as, as Peter was saying, like the, you would, you'd give your life for this little person. This little person could do anything, uh, be anything, um, do, you know, be a horrible, do horrible things or, or you know, whatever. It, it just does not matter. You love and would give anything for this um for this little piece of flesh that's walking the earth now <laughs> it's like my heart is outside my body and there's nothing i can do about it you know um and how that's affected worship how that's affected um even how we write how i write it's just it's made me understand it's like i got a little insight i'm scratching the surface finally into the depth of god's love for me and for his children, not just for me, like for every soul on planet Earth. And I now to have that lens when you're writing, when you're worshiping, um, your gratitude, your um, sense of awe, <laughs> um, you know, the understanding of grace and mercy and why he would come down and die. You get it like you get why he would do that, you know, or, or, or a tiny glimpse of that. Um, and it's just, uh, it makes worship more beautiful. It makes writing, I think, with a little more depth. And, um, and it just makes life more, oh, what's the word? Uh, 
it's like you're enjoying the full the fullness of it you know because you understand that I love that. And I think it's it's so awesome in the way you expressed yourself and how you said how, you know, this does affect your worship and this does affect your songwriting. And I think it's beautiful when we can take from all aspects of our lives and use it um, in the in the creativity that God has given us and the gifts that he has given us. And it definitely does impact you know, all of those areas. So, you know, I'm definitely a behind the scenes type of person. I love to see the finished products, but I also love to see, you know, the, what a songwriting session looks like. I love to see what a studio session looks like for, you know, worship teams and artists and different people like that. Um, so I ask you, Taylor, um, if you were to describe, you know, a songwriting session for Thrive Worship, what would that look like? Oh man. Uh, I think it would depend on the song. You know, I think uh, I'll say this. For me, the best songs are born out of exactly what you just said. They're born out of conversation about what are the real things happening in life? What are the what are the stories we need to tell? What are the things on our heart that we feel like we need to sing in this season? And I think every song that's, you know, that's that's worth its way, I think, starts from that place. Um, and I, I think, you know, that's that's what I love about being a part of this team is we all get to be friends. And like you said, like we call ourselves a family. And so I think that's where a lot of like the creativity starts is like, man, I'm just inspired hearing you guys both talk about your kids. And, you know, there's so much to the just the love of God that we experience. And I think there's there's truth in there. And so I think, you know, figuring out like, what do we want to go after? Uh, it, what is that truth that we want to try to hit on? And I think, you know, starting from that place, and I think we have to go as songwriters, if we're not moved by what we're saying, then how can we expect to communicate it effectively to anyone else? And so I think, I think that's where it starts. And, you know, we're, we're, we're blessed to have a team just full of incredibly talented people that can help bring those things to life. But I know that's where my heart is as a songwriter is I, I love music. I love the creative process. I love leading worship, but I, you know, my favorite moments of, what I get to do are just those moments of, you know, just kind of like, oh man, this is profound. Like, I can't wait to say this. How, how can we communicate what we're all feeling in this moment right now? And so um, it's special, you know, and it's it's really fun just to kind of get to look back and go, oh man, I remember, I remember where we were when we wrote that song. I remember what that room felt like. I remember, you know, what we were going through at the time. And I, I can, I can listen to all these songs and, and just kind of you know, reminisce on what God was doing in my life at the time. And so it's, it's a special, it's a special process for sure. Awesome. And I, I know our listeners will definitely be blessed by, you know, just even hearing that, that there is intention, you know, behind the songwriting and it is enjoyable. And, you know, there are moments, you know, even um, that, you know, we may never see, right, of moments of being in God's presence and moments of just God just giving you lyrics and, and melodies. And, you know, I think that's awesome. And, you know, we have a variety and a diverse, you know, audience and people who listen to us. And I know that, um, you know, we have people who lead worship that listen to us worship leaders and worship teams and you know i would like for peter and charmaine and we'll start with you charmaine um you know what advice or encouragement would you give worship teams right in the local church but not just you know just any worship team worship teams specifically who may feel like their church is in a dry season 
or that their church is in a season where they're struggling to really enter into worship. And week after week, these worship teams are are, are up there and, and they're trying to lead the people into worship and they just feel like, oh, we're just in this dry season. Charmaine, what advice would you give to that worship team? I would first of all say that remember that any ministry is first a ministry unto itself. Um, you can tax yourself in trying to serve and make the church buy into, you know, what the Lord is doing. Um, but if you're first not taking care of your team and serving one another, encouraging one another, um, you know, spending time, getting coffee, building that relational equity um, and, and experiencing the Lord together, then that will not translate on on stage, you know. And so I would just first say minister to one another first, encourage one another first. Um, there will be dry seasons. There will be times when it's, you know, you're on the mountaintop and the spirit of the Lord is breaking through and all that. And then there'll be times that you're walking through the valley. Um, those things will continue to happen. But if you stay connected, if Jesus is um, is in the center of y'all, then um that will translate when you're on the stage and you're ministering to the congregation. Awesome. Peter, I pose that same question to you. What advice would you give um, those worship teams who just may be feeling like it's not happening at the moment? Yeah, I think, um, I think you have to realize that, um, you know, uh, patience is like, faith's best friend is what I think my Brian Houston said that or something. Um, as worship pastors, I've been in, I've been a worship pastor for a long time. Uh, and I was before I was even at the church I'm at now. And there's so many different, um, types of churches and ministries out there. And I think it's really easy for worship pastors to play the comparison game. You know, these days, Instagram is so video, heavy and everyone can post a perfectly edited live stream feed and and it, it can just make you feel really discouraged if you're not quite at the level that you're seeing and i think you have to just get back to knowing um you know that what you're a part of that god has called you to and and god is faithful it's funny uh charmaine and i are at one of our our church campuses it's called our adventure campus and i'll tell you this um when we joined this church, it was a, a church merger, and uh, the church that was called Adventure before um, was in a, a decline state, and so they they reached out to Bayside and, and basically said, "Hey, would you help us?" And we uh, we jumped in and um, said, "Yeah, we'll help you. We'll you know we'll we'll help you um, you know with your health uh, within you know the church as a whole, and if you guys want to uh, you know get healthy and then." go on and continue to do your thing. Or if you want to then become a part of, of our, you know, kind of Bayside family, we can do that. So long story short, they ended up joining us, but it was a whole different culture and everything. And Charmaine and I were actually tasked to go over there on the worship side of things and build a whole new worship culture. So we were coming from Bayside where everything had been built over the last, you know, 20 years. And it was this mega church and everything was great. You know, he had all the best of the best equipment and we got into a space where it was like almost the opposite. And I remember 
because not only had I like, I, I had already experienced what I thought was like a great worship environment and had, you know, all the, the, the congregation that was on fire, like everyone's hands would be up. It was just like, it was like almost easier to step in and sing something from that stage than coming into this whole different environment where it felt like people weren't hungry for worship. And so I was that worship leader who was discouraged, who was like, how do we get these people there? But I remembered, um, that God, you know, kind of gave me this word and he was like, if a lot of times the greatest frustrations in your life are God's greatest opportunities to show you his faithfulness. And I just kind of took that and, and ran with it. There was a Easter service we had there where for some reason we had like this sold out service and it was like huge, just I mean, we had like, I don't know what it was, uh, 7,000 people, I think one Easter service and our church was like hitting like 2000 a weekend. And so it's not about numbers, but it was like this crazy vision of this massive group of people worshiping on this Easter Sunday. And I felt like God was kind of like, this can be every weekend someday, but you're going to have to be faithful to what I've called you to. And that was five years ago when Charmaine and I were first there now. And I'll tell you, our church is a whole different place now. And it's been so cool to see God's faithfulness. And it's not about numbers or, or anything like that. You know, we have a saying at our church that, you know, uh, every, uh, every number is a person and every person has a story. And that's why we're passionate about, you know, getting people into the church. You know, that's why our album's called Let's Have Church. We want people to be a part of the church. But I would just say if you're discouraged and you feel like you're not where you want your worship department to be or you don't have the gear you want or your congregation isn't responding as well as you want, stay faithful to what God has caused, uh, what God has called you to because um, your frustrations will be met by God's faithfulness. They always will. You don't want to, you know, miss the blessing on the other side of like, whatever battle you're you're feel like you're up against like i think this day and age pastors worship leaders and people are under attack more than ever by satan and discouragement is the one of the greatest weapons the enemy will use to take a church down our our senior pastor says you know one of the most important things you can do as a human is to stay encouraged what are you doing in your life to stay encouraged so I would say if you're out there and you're hearing this, um, stay faithful to what God has called you to. You, um, you're probably doing a whole lot better than you think you're doing. And what are you doing in your life to stay encouraged and push discouragement away? Uh, because as soon as you let discouragement in, it's just a very, very, very lethal thing to a team and to a culture. So you need to be as the worship pastor, the one, uh, coming out and leading the team through that and going, we need to be people who are constantly encouraged. And, um, you know, there's a lot of different practical ways to do that. that We don't need to get into now, but I would say stay encouraged to what God has called you to and know that God is faithful. And yes, there is, uh, always going to be some other church or experience that you think is what you want, but God has called you to where you are. Be faithful to it he will be faithful to you. Awesome. And I think that 
the advice that the two of you have given and, you know, with everything that Taylor has been saying as well is so pivotal and important, you know, whether it is that you're picking on on like the things that Charmaine said, said about relational equity um, and with Peter talking about, you know, to stay encouraged, to be faithful and to keep pushing forward. You know, these are all nuggets of wisdom that each and every one of us can apply in whatever area of service you find yourself in within the church. You know, it's not only something that is that only a worship leader, a worship pastor, you know, can use and apply into their life. You know, these are things that everyone, even in your walk with the Lord, to make sure that you stay encouraged and that you stay faithful are the keys to being successful in what God wants to do in your life and in the lives of the people around you. Uh, so with that, we made it to the end of the podcast, man. You know, we can continue to jump in and talk about so many different things. Uh, but I think that right now what we want to do is give our listeners the opportunity to know where they can find you guys, where they can tap into Thrive Worship um, and follow you guys and your journey. So Taylor, where can our listeners go to, uh, to see your stuff and to follow you guys yeah absolutely well you can find our latest release let's have church like we've been talking about anywhere that you get music spotify apple music all that good stuff best way to stay up to date with what we're doing what's going on is follow us on instagram uh at thrive underscore worship uh you'll get updates all that good stuff and um yeah but we're super excited guys thanks so much for having us on it's been so fun no, thank you guys for joining us. So our listeners, be sure to follow Thrive Worship at Thrive underscore Worship. Also, make sure to follow Charmaine, Peter, Taylor, and the whole gang, because they're not the only ones that are part of Thrive Worship as well. Follow them as well. And as one of the things that we always love to push on our podcast is the fact that we need to support one another. So download the music, pay for the music, share it, post it, send it to your friends, um, and let's get this powerful message out to the world. For sure. So thank you again, Taylor, Peter, Charmaine. Uh, Peter, Charmaine, we just want to give you one last opportunity. If there's anything that you know you want to share, um, you know, regarding your socials or social media, um, this is your opportunity now uh, to let a, our listeners know. <laughs> Only follow my social media account if you want to see videos of my daughter. Because <laughs> 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 I was told today that my Instagram doesn't exist anymore. It's just photos of my family, which is <laughs> what I'm most proud about. No, um, seriously, you can follow any of us to stay up to date on what uh, Thrive Worship is doing. I would also say, if you want, go follow our YouTube account, Thrive Worship, because we will be yeah. premiering the rest of our live videos from there, and you'll get the first uh, you know, viewing experience right there on that platform. So Thrive Worship on YouTube, Make sure you go subscribe to that. That would be super, super awesome. And um, no, just super, super thankful that we could be a part of this. So thanks, guys. For sure. Charmaine, last words? No, no last words. I mean, my Instagram is basically the same. It's my family and my cute <laughs> boy. Um, but yeah, everything the boys have been saying right now, uh, please do. We'd be so honored uh, for you to download the music and and even share it. If this is if if this is speaking to your heart, then please for sure share it and um, and we would be so happy. Thank you. For sure. Awesome. So thank you again for being a part of our podcast. Listeners, be sure to support Thrive Worship. Go download their album, Let's Have Church. Subscribe to their YouTube channel. Check out all of their live videos. 
you will be blessed. Um, and definitely be sure to subscribe to our podcast. So you can be notified every time we drop a new episode. Stay tuned for some awesome special guests that we have coming up in the next few weeks. And be sure to, you know, stay tuned to our podcast. Leave those reviews. Leave those ratings. It definitely helps put our podcast in front of more people. Yeah, so thank you once again to Thrive Worship team members that are with us today. Thank you, listeners, for joining us once again for our new episode of the God Life Culture podcast. That's God Life Culture. Until next time. See ya. Bye.